You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. And bigger than ever, it's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Presented by the Choctaw Casino and Resort in Durant. Now, here's the entire Soonerscoop crew. Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob. All right, we are back. It is time for the unofficial 40 to commence once again. As uh, we've had post-game shows, we've had uh, a win at TCU. The defense uh, did not embarrass itself uh, last weekend. And uh, here we are, ready for Kansas State. Back at home, uh, the whole crew joins us. Josh McQuistian, Eddie Radosevich, Bob Prisbilla. We're all here. Uh, we all survived the post-game show. Uh, more importantly, we survived with sponsors in tow. We've had some, some interesting reactions to the uh, Jared Folliwell post-game podcast, most notably on the board, which, you know what, have your fun. I don't care. Maybe I overlapped a little because we had a rock star on. I laughed at the stuff that was funny. That's what, I mean. We, you have a little bit of a crush, Gary. It's okay. It's, it's Shut okay. up, Josh. It's a little we'll man crush. Nobody, nobody get hurt by that. That's fine. Uh, anyway, but it was a great show. I actually, when I dropped the Lexus off to uh, Ed Eskridge, we all know there's a little bit of a concern there about our podcast. I said, Ed, I promise you, this is not the direction we're leaning toward in the podcast moving forward. And he basically said, you know what? You had a rock star on your, on my podcast. You get a pass. So Beautiful. Worked out. Let's stop with the penis talk, maybe. Less penis Less talk. That, penis that's a note. Talk. Okay. Noted. Uh, it is the Choctaw Casino and Resorts uh, unofficial 40. I want to remind you guys, uh, at the Choctaw Casino and Resort in Durant, uh, unbelievable place. Uh, been there several times. A lot of great promotions going on right now. Sundays and Mondays in October, you can win up to a million dollars. They've got the uh, October Play, Win, and Relax promotion going on Tuesdays in October. Uh, also, uh, a lot of great concerts there, a lot of great restaurants. Uh, their hotel is fantastic. It is. I would put it up against... I haven't stayed at all the resorts in Tulsa, but uh, of all the ones in this part of the state, uh, 286 really luxurious hotel rooms. It's newly built, the spa tower. they got the district uh, where if you want to go for a weekend, you can uh, get away from the gambling. Maybe if you're having a bad run at the craps table, uh, go do some bowling. Go watch a movie. Uh, go hang out at the sports bar, watch some games on Saturday. But uh, Choctaw Casinos and Resorts, want you guys to uh, go book your stay. If you're in the Dallas area, if you're in Oklahoma City, it's definitely worth the drive for you to go over there. I've been to the other mega hotels in this part of the world. Choctaw is is fantastic. You will not be disappointed. So, uh, guys, here we are. 
Uh, yesterday evening, the news kind of broke out, and let's start there with Spencer Rattler. Uh, Josh, your we we come to find out that uh, your weekend in Arizona was canceled for all the wrong reasons, the reasons that we did not think. So we're just writing off that he, he we don't think he was injured, and then simultaneously got suspended from school or from the team. We're writing that off. Yes, we okay, are. Okay, <laughs> okay. I just wasn't sure how serious I was supposed to take that. No, no. Um, yeah, that whole thing is, uh, when you look at it, like it felt funny when it happened. And I was talking to you guys off the pod because I checked with Spencer on Tuesday about, um, really I was trying to make sure I'd communicated with everybody I needed to, the athletic director, head coach, you know, anybody within the administration that I needed to talk to. So I wouldn't get to Pinnacle and they're like, yeah, you can't come in. You know, go through the whole thing and then be wrong when I get there. So I had talked to him that day. Well, then in the story we read on that Thursday, or I guess, yeah, Thursday, um, and he had said, yeah, I started feeling funny Tuesday. We had talked, and it was earlier in the day, but I feel like he would have come back to me and been like, hey, you know, maybe you don't want to take a flight across the country and book a hotel and rent a car and do all these things. Because I'm not playing anyway. So I feel like he would have told me about it. Spencer's not great at communication, but I feel like he would have done me that courtesy. So it felt funny, but it's one of those things also, like I said before the pod started, it felt that way after the fact. Like in real time, I was like, well, that kind of sucks. But, you know, I was more focused on the fact I wasn't going to get to watch him than laying out the details of maybe something else had gone on here. Bob, uh, I, I mean... I don't know. I mean, you and Josh both. I mean, plenty of contacts in the recruiting world, national people. I, I know the question is asked. And we were joking about this for the podcast. Like someone started a thread saying, hey, what did he do? Like, if we knew, we would have told you. Like, if we knew oh, what it was. Oh, you asked. Wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> well, well we were hiding it until someone asked. Like, just waiting until you, uh, until you asked. Well, I told him I wouldn't tell him, and I promised I wouldn't. Okay. So I just we we, we nice. kept it on taking low. shots now. But don't anyway. don't forget that we I have a quote that he sent out the everybody that everybody asked that him. asked. It's an exclusive. Everyone's got their exclusive canned quote that they're they're teasing for you to subscribe to. I mean, because world. You, here's the big thing. Okay, whether or not we ever find out what it really was seemed irrelevant in the big pictures. Uh, scheme because nothing changes with him and OU or the way OU views Rattler. You know, I mean, nothing at all is going to change. Well, we're trying to decipher it last night. It's like, okay, so it's a district issue. Like, that is, is that like a eligibility issue? Is that uh, parents didn't live in the district kind of thing that we've seen happen to time to time? But the way it was worded, it wasn't like a district office issue. It was just a. It was worded in a way that makes you think it could have been disciplinary uh, internally, kind of. So, I, sounds I mean, like something happened on a district campus. Is the way it kind of read to me. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I, you know, I mean, the, use your imagination to whatever you I'm want. I'm trying not to speculate, but you know, that's, it's hard not to. It's hard not to. I mean, you know, it's hopefully it's not anything. You know, with I mean, well, the we, bottom line on this whole thing I'm, is, is oh, you. It doesn't seem like. I mean, they. I, I don't want to paint a picture that they don't care, but I mean, from everything that we've heard, and Josh, you put it on the board yeah. last night. 
they're going to honor. They still expect him to sign in December, and they're going to move on from it. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a they don't care. I mean, obviously they wish it wouldn't have happened. But on the flip side, OU doesn't have to worry about Spencer Rattler getting hurt anymore. Like, he's just hanging out until the Army Bowl. He's going to play in the Army Bowl in January. We'll be there to cover that. And as I've talked about, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make sure Spencer Rattler arrives in San Antonio healthy because I need to see him play. And then he can do whatever from there. But after until San Antonio, I need him to be healthy. I'm going to make sure he doesn't eat anything that makes him sick on Christmas. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be every step of the way from here to January. You're going to act as a human shield during the practices? Yeah, that, that basically that's it. Like on the sideline, I'm going to set up some perimeters like where I don't want him to get too close to the field because, guys, we're, we've all been on the sidelines. You get hit sometimes, and I don't need that to be in Spencer's life. So we're, we're going to treat him with kids' gloves now. It's going to be very, very careful. Well, and you know my first thought is, isn't this all going to come out on this QB1 thing anyway? I mean, I it's kind of... It's going to be the most watched high school football episode of all time. I would think, like... Okay, so QB1 originally came out on, like, Go90 or something like that, which is, like, Amazon's thing. But now you can watch it on, I think, on Netflix. Yes, yeah. I would think, like, Netflix is going to be like, we want to buy that. Like, okay, wait. The best quarterback in the country got kicked off his team? Oh, we got to have that. Like, that's that's last chance you quality stuff oh this is their dream like this is amazon netflix there's going to be several that are going to get into a bidding war on this yeah Yeah. i think Um, amazon owns the rights to it already like i think they're the ones that that put this so it's going to be a a coup for them yeah i i as the resident jeff bezos expert because i read one amazon (laughs) book he's not selling it Okay, he is not selling that to Netflix come hell or high water. They want him to buy the Seahawks, by the way. Mm. He and Pete Carroll, I feel like there could be some issues. Bezos is a little, you know, high strung, and it Pete's not. So I, I don't know how that's going to work. I don't know if you own that's... Whole Foods, can you be high strung, though? Mm. <laughs> Maybe. That's the least high strung place on earth. Should well, we have a moment cause... of silence for Paul Allen? All right, thank you. <laughs> that, was a good, that was a good fan. moment. What did Paul Allen do to you? Nah, he's just rich. I, you I'm can't little, feel sorry for people that die when they're rich. Yeah, like Steve basically, Jobs, I'm, Paul Allen, Steve Jobs. Eddie's raw kind of about the lottery. I'm, I'm very. I was four. convinced that I was going to win. That he, <laughs> he was never going to see us again. That, Eddie, that actually, was it. Eddie, I was so surprised. Like, I you just assume that anything to do with gambling or uh, money changing hands Eddie knows about like Eddie was the first person I ever heard mention Venmo like I, did, I had no idea what Venmo was but Eddie always used to do Venmo's open um, and then he became a radio star and now he doesn't need to beg for money on Venmo so it's true uh, I mean Eddie calls me yesterday and I almost fell out of my chair and he said how do you do this lottery thing? What do I ask never, for? Like, uh, he didn't I, want to see. Well, I like, didn't want to go in there and buy a Powerball ticket and then go mega like, millions or ma- yeah, see, no. I wanted right. to go. I wanted to make sure that I was getting the. You gotta get the right one. You didn't want right. to be a poor. Right. I there buy were both. Some, you there want was to poor. The there were some poor people in there when I went in there yesterday. But you are a poor if you you know that's kind of the definition of a poor is not knowing how to how to do something. 
like buy yeah. a lottery ticket. Because I knew you didn't know what the mega plier but was. But he's got a job. He doesn't need to buy the lottery that's ticket. That's not what being poor a poor is about. I mean, it's about being capable and being able to do stuff without complaining. He wasn't complaining. He was making sure... No, he, he just didn't want to look like a poor. He knew the protocol. Yeah. I, I'm with Eddie on that. I hate to walk into a situation that I'm not pretty confident I know what's happening. Like, I, I don't like looking stupid. That, that's probably one of my few things. I'm not complaining about it. I'm just trying to figure it out. No, sure, I'm glad that he sure. could lean on me. I thought we I'm were... I'm glad that I had something... I was going to give you 100 k That's right. You just lost out on 100000 I was going to buy you two Lexuses. <laughs> and I was going to give you $100,000. And the Eddie, Lexus Eddie I want cost $100,000. I'm the sorry, what? Josh. Eddie thought he was in a safe space, in a trust tree. Like, he thought that this was a private conversation... Where he could lean on you for a little help, and it just gets aired. I mean, I bought, would you have, would you have like gotten a driver? A driver? Yeah, like it got a limousine and a had someone drive you yeah. everywhere. Oh, okay, yeah. Like the question is, I feel like and I, I do believe Eddie would have sent you the check, Carrie. I do. Does Eddie ever bother to call you ever again, though? Like I feel like I Eddie just so. looses of all of no, us. No, I don't like, think he's just so. Done. I think if Eddie won the, if he had won last night, we would never. We would hear not from be him doing again. a podcast today. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> we might, you, but not. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Eddie would be like on Pebble Beach on the third hole right now. Uh, Eddie would have bought Pebble Beach. Maybe. Uh, I probably would be in Vegas right now. To be honest, mm-hmm. I probably would have flown out there this morning or late last night. You would have sent me the check before, though, right? I don't know. You guys probably wouldn't it. I would be doing a lot of extracurricular activities. Yeah, we have to not get so, it. Did you have any yeah. numbers last no, night? It wasn't no. even close. Oh. I saw some guy had every number but one number less. Oh, but oh, oh, like, like instead of five, he had a four. It was four. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, That'd be aggravating. Hurt. At least I knew. Like I looked at, I was like, all right, I, don't. <laughs> I never had a chance. So did you guys like? Did you buy multiple or do you buy one? Like my one ticket's good. I bought twenty dollars worth. I went okay. to a website uh, that listed like all the numbers, the numbers that had been drawn the most mm-hmm. in recent years versus least versus did combinations. Research. Like like fourteen and twenty eight show up a lot together, or. For three number combination, which you only get ten bucks for three numbers, so it's really stupid. But um, that's the thing. Like I have two numbers, but you don't get anything for them unless you have the power or the mega ball or whatever. Anyway, no, I I spent eighty bucks in total, and my ones from Texas didn't win either. I didn't know we, if that means I had to move that to Texas means if I want. We're all back here. Yeah, you're here talking to you about our lottery. Next, guys, let's talk some fantasy football for everybody. Let's talk about our fantasy football lineups for the week. So, uh, I think moving forward, I think, do we put Rattler to bed? He'll show up at the U.S. Army game. He'll enroll next June. We'll probably, and by the way, I guess we should say that this doesn't mean that he's going to graduate early and just come down. Yeah, I, Correct. I, I think that would probably be the logical next People, question. Yeah. Does it, would it help OU's chances of him graduating early? Uh, I, The way I understand it, Josh or Bob, it, it just doesn't seem like that's that can be the case. I don't, you know, my my general impression just talking to people, I don't think that's what Spencer wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think, I mean, I, and it would have been a crunch because when the whole Kyler Murray thing happened and the baseball draft and everything, he would have had to scramble in the summer there 
to catch up on some of the credits he was going to need, but it could have probably been done. Um, it would have been hard, and there's you know, so I don't want the Rattlers to be like I'm just telling him, you know, that he he's not handling uh, an easy job. It would have been difficult, but I think it could have been done. But I think the kid just didn't want to do it, and I that's that's fine. Like it's become so expected. Like oh, you've got to you know my my last year, my senior year, or my last semester that was amazing. That was a great time. Like I, I wouldn't, I can totally understand a kid that didn't want to give that away. So. You know, and I'm sure he's got a lot of confidence that I'll still come in there and do whatever. So, yeah, but you I've got to think he's just now rooting for Austin Kendall. There were there uh, there were two reasons why I thought one it's quarterback, and outside of Tanner Mordecai, most quarterbacks try to come in very early because that's the position you need to do that. The other one was that tweet when he said it was his last basketball season. If he's gonna stay for that second semester, the natural inclination was, oh, he'll play basketball. But if he's not going to play basketball, that made you think, oh, that's because he's not even going to be there. Did you think that was Spencer having some fun with people? Like, I feel like he knew how people were going to take that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, he's a sharp kid. Like, I, I don't think that he was like, oh, no, I was just talking, my basketball career is over. Like, dude, everybody thinks of you as a football player anyway. Like, they're going to think about everything through the lens of football. And I, I don't know, it was, like it wasn't any big deal. Like it just seemed like a kid having some fun and everybody made a lot of, uh, you know, and, he, and that's not like everybody, I did it too. I was like, well, okay, I guess he's enrolling early. But it just, I don't think that was ever anything other than him just, you know, pulling everybody's chain a little bit. I was wondering, like, it, was he their leading scorer? Or are they losing like a big nucleus and he just knows they don't have another chance to, to win a state championship? He was a starter, I think. Right. I know he was a starter, but not not the the starter. starter. I don't think he was the man or anything. I I almost want to say they had a a couple kids that, like, I don't think they had, like, an elite, elite kid, but, like, maybe a dude that went to, like, Northern Arizona or something like that. You know, some good high school basketball players. By the way, uh, Big 12 Basketball Media Day is going on in Kansas City. As you can see uh, in here, none of us rushed up there to go to it. Every practice is a media day <laughs> in Norman. Every practice. I mean, look, if we if we were like a, a Big 12 site or something, and we had a you know somebody that covered Big 12, like that's even gone at newspapers now. I mean, they used to, you used to have a guy that just like, I don't know if it was Rhodey for the Oklahoman, but somebody back in the day, yep. I mean, conference writer, uh, Bob Hersom or somebody would always take on like a conference writing role. Like that's disappeared. That's part of what you've seen disappear at newspapers. Um, we, I mean, we certainly like, I guess like Trotter might be the only kind of conference guy, but he's really a national guy now at ESPN. Uh, but he was a Big 12 football writer. Like Jason Kersey was an SEC writer uh, for, was it SEC? Co- or the Athletic, wasn't it? Last year, yes. Last year. Now he's back covering OU. Um, there's just, I, I don't know the need for conference media days anymore. I mean, the only person I saw a tweet from there uh, was Dennis Dodd, and that's because he lives in Kansas City. What's your fault for following Dennis Dodd? <laughs> Do you think they like? I, I was waiting for just so they knew they could get Dennis there. Like they're like having as close it in as possible to Kansas his house. City just to. Yeah, make like sure it, no, it's like goes. a it's like the local high school. They're like, what what school does Dennis's kids go to? Okay, we'll set it up there in their auditorium. It'll be great. He'll show up. They're happening at the Sprint Center, I think. Yeah, that's mm. where it's been like every single year that I can remember. 
Just breaking. Kansas won't play Silvio D'Souza in midst yes. of pay-for-play accusations. But yeah, I mean, the Sooners brought Christian James, Richard Odoms, Jamani McNeese. You know, I've talked to those guys probably... God, Richard Odoms is still here. ...more than once already during the preseason. It, it, it just doesn't make sense on our end to do anything. With Eddie, that. this is the year for Richard Odoms, right? Like, it, the, the, he's going to be the man, 20 and 10. Mm. I wouldn't say that. I think they're going to be better than they were last year, though. I'm not kidding. Wow. I, I thought I felt like I set Eddie up for something, and he just went real, you know, straight line about it. Yeah. Okay. I, I it's no it's such a weird. It, I mean, it's just such a weird thought process thinking about last year because it really was like two different years. I mean, mm. you had the beginning of the season and the the Trey Young effect on college basketball. Then you had that OSU game and the back half, and it just all went to shit. Do you guys remember us having the conversation like, like I don't think OU is a Final Four team, like because they got to like number four or whatever. Yes, like they're right. not that good, but like there's no way in hell we could have seen how bad it would go. I mean, it was to the point where like, why did the tournament even put them in? Yeah, and it, I mean, I, that was the strangest. I, know, I remember Bob, you went to cover like the the uh, watch party, and it was just the strangest deal and. Uh, you know, everybody was making a big deal about how nobody even went over to Trey Young after it was announced and stuff, and it's just like, okay, this season jumped the shark a long time I ago. I just felt his only, it always seemed like his only friend on the team was Chris Giles, a walk-on point guard, <laughs> who, by the way, is no longer part of the team for this, this, uh, for this year. Now living in Atlanta? <laughs> he could be. Yeah, but it'll just be nice to be passed. I mean, it's really weird to say that. A guy that's vying for Rookie of the Year. It'll be nice to be passed. They played three games. It'll be nice to be past the Trey Young era. I, I just think as more time goes on, it'll be remembered in a much more positive light. But there's still just that love-hate thing, at least for this year, for sure. I don't think he'll ever duplicate what Blake Griffin's done in the NBA. If that makes you feel better, Eddie. I'm, I'm, he could be very good, but I mean, he's played three games. He could be very good on a very terrible team, and I, I don't know what what that means. Torian Prince is their best player. Atlanta, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trey Young might be their best player. Well, I mean, outside of Trey Young, I mean, they're terrible. Their lineup's awful. Uh, okay, uh, back to OU football. Kansas State coming up this weekend. It has been, I don't know, guys. It's just kind of talking about Lincoln Riley and everybody's kind of been asking me like what's the the temperature of the team what what's the temperature of the defense how are they reacting to last week and i really i don't know about you guys but i really feel like even Lincoln Riley's kind of taking a cautious approach heading into this game mm. how so just you know he's he's not trying to sell you know, do a hard sell on the defense improvements. I mean, like, not trying to say anything's been fixed. Yeah. Not really going out of his way. Uh, it, it's almost like he's walking on eggshells. He doesn't want to claim, you know, this or that, or this has been fixed, that's been fixed. It just seems like, you know, hey, we TCU was a good first step. We've got a long way to go. Yeah, I think that's probably a fair way to say it. I you know, and I, I think that they know that if they say anything, you know, over the top, that 
nothing's really going to be proved this week either. I think, I mean, the Kansas State's running an offense from the 1980s. I think I think it's going to be a bloodbath. Oh, you had a problem with when they played Army. Yeah, they did. Right. It's, it's not as complicated though. And they also got pushed around against Texas. Sure. I mean, do they have? I mean, they're going to have to cut. They cannot allow Mark Jackson to play on the edge in this game. You no. would think. I think you'll see a lot more. I think you'll see a lot more just pure four down front. Yep. Yeah, you'll go a lot more. But you know, I mean, Gallimore got his butt kicked in that Army game up front, and this is an offensive line. I think they return all five starters, don't they? Yeah, and they've got maybe the best tackle in the country. I mean, this is an offensive line that's going to be able to put. I, I'm concerned for OU about this game. I think it's going to be a bloodbath. You could be, I, con, you know, have some concern initially, but what if it's twenty? It's twenty-one nothing going into the second quarter. Well, yeah. If you get, it, I mean, it, that's the one way you get it. I into mean, it's a blowout. over. Yeah. Because if you make them have to, you know, like Army, they got to stay on track. You know, use their game plan, hold on to the ball, keep it away from OU. There is a blueprint on how to win this game if you can't Kansas State or at least make it tight. I'm just saying I I don't buy that. Oh, I don't think you can get a, become a physical team overnight. And up front, I still think this team has a, now maybe Philip uh, Dylan Fahamatu is healthier now. Maybe Q Overton can help out. Tyree Slot didn't play a whole lot last week. I think Robert Barnes is going to play much bigger role yeah as the big safety compared to having someone like Buki I don't I mean to me that's a concern the physicality of OU's defense it's definitely going to be a check just in that did they learn anything from right those games prior and you know I, I agree with you in the fact that they aren't it is what it is you can't just expect them to be physical all of a sudden over the course of a month but it's going to be, I don't know, it'll be, it will be interesting to see what kind of fight they have, especially after being called soft I mean, look, times. they played really well up front against TCU. But, I mean, TCU, there's a reason Sean Robinson's out for the season. Because he's been getting his you know, head kicked in. That offensive line at TCU's. I don't know, I haven't followed it, but, I mean, like, you look at, I watched that, that lineup, I don't, I don't recognize many of those offensive linemen in recruiting, and they've had some recruiting wins on the offense. It seems like they've had some recruiting misses that have really hurt them, or maybe they're hurting for numbers. I'm not sure. I, I would say I think TCU's offensive line, it's just one of those deals where they had to replace a lot. It's, it's a lot. It may look a lot like what OU has to go through next year, yeah. where they're going to have a lot of young, talented guys. Like the Niang kid looks really good for TCU. But he's, you know, like he just doesn't have experience because he's been uh, behind those other guys. Wes Harris was a huge get for them. They were starting right guard, uh, big Alito, guy at right? Alito. So, yeah. I mean, there's reason to believe they'll get better. But you're right. I mean, right now, I, and that's that's my deal, is everybody's like, well, the, de- the, the defense has improved. TCU was a calamity offensively. And they, mi- I mean, even then, they missed some opportunities to keep that interesting in the second half. They had Rager over the middle that, that Colin just missed him on. Uh, there, there are several others. I mean, you know, you can't – that's a reality. They're, they're, you, it's going to be tough for any offense to be perfect. But, like, when they face Tech in a couple weeks, Tech's going to make those throws. Like, So yeah. they, they're going to have to, to well, get that right. And I, I think this week is interesting mainly from how much 
can OU simplify things, and will that make that easier for the defense to understand? Like, I think we'll get a. It may be the first true kind of litmus test to say, okay, this is what was done previously. This is what they're doing now, and see how different that looks. Because, I mean, you know, I know Bob's got a roughing story coming that I frankly I need to load up. Uh, just talking more about how much they're just cutting things in the middle of the week and saying we're only going to run what we're comfortable with. Eddie, did you? I mean, I, I but you know the roughing thing was they put everything in by Wednesday, and then it's up to the players to basically decide if they got too much, right? And, and then on Friday night or the night before the game, which is Friday night, they'll just go through the calls, and if someone doesn't like it or doesn't understand it, not comfortable, they raise their hand and they just erase it right on out of there. Can't be too stupid, though. You don't want to have a game plan left. That That's what I'm want. If you simplify it too much, do you become telegraphed it's like oh we know what they like to do with roughing now we know how to attack it so yeah i do think there's that fine line a, of that 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 uh balance might be a dumb statement but it might be better for them just to line up and play rather than try and be multiple and versatile and that, do everything that they want that's what they all said barnes bolton murray that they, they loved it well what we saw at tcu was like they were multiple but it wasn't on 11 guys to be multiple. Like, they would send in two guys at a time, like, okay, we're running this package now, as opposed to, okay, well, on this on this play, we're going to put Buki up on the line of scrimmage. On this play, he's going to play, you know, it was, it was more of a safety. Like, it's just like Houghton comes in the game sometimes uh, with Barnes. They didn't play Broyles at all. Uh, sometimes they have three corners on the field, and they're dying. Uh, they have different, you know, uh, rush packages, different, uh, you know, defensive uh, 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 line packages. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think they're just trying to put it more on, you know, the players. The players are the call. Let them play. <laughs> let them play and decide this, and and leave the schemes up to us. Just in certain people in the game. And which is smart. Talking about Curtis Bolton, it just sounds like he loves having some ownership. He said he put it this way, I think, it's like most coaches are more dictators instead of leaders. And by doing this they're being more of a leader and actually letting them have a say, which would make them more accountable to what's going on because this is what they want to do. It's a different approach. It is no clue if it's gonna work. I asked Ruffin about where it came from. He said it came from his dad, it was a He's a uh, high school coach. I mean, he's been doing it about thirty about thirty nine years now. I mean, find out if it has long term success. It worked for one week. Can it work for two, three, and four? Well, and that's the thing too, Bob. Like you know, people want to make it about TCU, and that and don't get me wrong, it was a good start. They were they were re- they got off the field on third down. You know, there there was things to like there. You know, so I don't want anybody to feel like we're just shooting this all down. But at the same time, nobody knew what. You know, TCU had no idea what OU was going to do. As more time goes by and and offensive coordinators can look at it and say, okay, this is where they're different. This is how they're going to attack us a little differently and go at it that way. It'll be interesting to see because then it turns into a chess match rather than we just caught them off guard. And you can kind of see where it goes from there. And the other part of it is TCU is just got awful offensively. That's a fact. (laughs) 
I didn't even know about the gash on Colin's hand until yeah, I, I watched I the either. replay. I didn't either. Oh, that was nasty. That's where Josh can say, hey, I saw it on t- TV. Since you I guys wasn't were there, there Since you guys were there, you didn't see it. How maybe <laughs> maybe it's where Josh can, you know, text the group and say, hey. Oh. <laughs> oh, here I know we you're go. at the game. I don't know if you've seen this, but he's got a giant gash on his hand. Mm-hmm. You know, that, nice. It's kind of information that's helpful, Josh. <laughs> well, you know. Because, you know, I'm staring through my binoculars him? looking at Trey you Sermon's knee. Okay, Bob has put you in this position. From his nasty and snide comments, and now this is where we are. I'm not sharing information because I'm not there anyway. How did it happen? Did they have a play? They said in the broadcast that he was, um, it was one of the plays he went out of bounds. I guess there was a tarp or something on the sidelines, and his hand caught and it rolled up on it, and Mm. it just. And I could never tell if it was a gash or if it was a blister. It looked like a blister to me. Popped open or something? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, either way. I don't know how the hell you'd throw a ball. Pretty tough for the kid to even stay in there. Um, I thought maybe he tried to break up a domestic fight between Kevontae Turpin and his girlfriend. <laughs> oh <my God>. Nice. <laughs> no, don't that was later that night. And his, his women. Yeah, that was an unfortunate deal. I mean, that's what? A, man, what is up with TCU and their small athletic studs that's they're all strange all that stuff that's going on with boy fighting all nuts. the time yeah what do you guys think of the deal with patterson being like yeah i'm telling you all here and i haven't told turpin yet oh that's just a kind that's of that's side as shit yeah it's an f you to turpin because he put him in this situation because i fully believe that they probably knew more than they're saying and he, oh, he made a about deal the New mexico stuff and he made a deal just as far as you know, you better not screw up again, or it's my ass. And sure enough, he screwed up again, and this looks really bad on Gary Patterson. That's one of I those things, to though. Believe. It's it's oh, go ahead. it's it's really hard to. I mean, there's no covering up something that happened in New Mexico. No, it, that's just like you know, it's like well, it took five minutes for sports writers to find that arrest. You can't tell me that TCU's athletic department didn't try and look into that. Well, and he said that he told him about that he had some problems in New Mexico. He just so downplayed it. I mean, what do you what do you do as a coach? Like, if someone comes, if somebody, if Eddie comes to me and says, "Yeah, you're probably going to read something in the paper," you got fact check. I'm going to be like, um, "What am I going to read, Eddie?" Yeah. Then like, he, well, he downplays then, it. Then someone, and if you say, "Oh, I I broke into somebody's house," I'm going to say, oh, "Okay, say, Chad Kelly." I'm sure that's it. <laughs> There's no way that they didn't. They weren't like, okay, like if, okay, if somebody comes in and it's never been a problem before and tells you, like, okay, I had a little problem in New Mexico. Okay, you know, what did you do? Did you like, was there a flat tire? Like, what? I mean, like, but there's no way that this guy who's had two incidents in like four months, they had no inclination to ever believe that he was ever in trouble. Like, and if that person comes in and tells you that he had some trouble. You need to get on that. And like, if, they, if it's an incident with police, you're going to want to call that police department. Yeah. So it just, yeah, it doesn't really add up. And how that, what was he doing? I, I, that whole thing confuses me. He's from Louisiana. He plays football in Fort Worth. What the shit were you doing in New Mexico? I <laughs> got good Mexican food there. Must have gone to the Red Rocks or something. He's a big ski guy. Hey, could be. I love New Mexico. It's awesome out there. Not terribly far from where he was, but... Rio Dosa? I, mm, I, don't know. 
I, I just I can't get my head about what he like who who I've never heard of a college football player being like, yeah, my downtime this summer, I'm going to hit up New Mexico. What? I love turquoise. And Maybe Landry Jones didn't go to New Mexico in the summer. Have you ever seen that staircase? Maybe he just loves <laughs> New Mexican art. He likes the four corners. Likes the, the four, four states. Corners, all touch. Likes roaming around in the desert, shrooming, rolling. He Ma- loves plazas. Maybe he was a huge Young Guns fan. Maybe he was, he, is that where it was he, shot? He, maybe he was Mexican? on the Breaking Bad tour. Oh yeah, yeah. Seeing all the places Walter White killed somebody. I don't ever want to go on that. Like I loved Breaking Bad. I don't want to go on that tour. I don't understand that. Like it's a TV show. I don't need to be that involved. It's like the when we were out in L.A., they were selling the Brady House, and it like got into a big bidding war. Like Lance Bass wanted to buy it. I was like, I don't care about the Brady House. Gay. Lance Bass is gay, though, is what I'm saying. <laughs> not, anything, not that there's anything wrong with that. Just a statement of fact. It's just a statement of a fact. Uh, mm. Speaking of things that I don't understand, the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder are 0-3. They're not doing well. But the Boston Celtics are coming tomorrow night. Uh, and you can get tickets on SeatGeek.com. From twenty two bucks, I'd go see Kyrie Irving. I pay twenty two bucks to go see Kyrie Irving and Jason Tatum, and I don't know about Gordon Hayward. Well, I mean, and you get to see the coaching matchup between those two exemplary coaches that are on completely similar levels as far as respect <laughs> around the NBA. Are you ready to fire <laughs> Billy Donovan? Look out! I I don't I don't have a huge issue. It's more of the dude on Boston sideline is absurd. Like he's what he does year in and year out is just, it's a joke. Yeah, Brad Stevens would not be 0-3 right now if he were the Thunder coach. No. no. Uh, but also, Kansas State game coming up this weekend. I know the official tickets aren't sold out, which means you can get really good deals on tickets uh, on SeatGeek.com if you want to support Sooner Scoop. Uh, we will even give you $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Just go download the SeatGeek app. Uh, I know you guys... Have uh, downloaded the app recently too, right, Eddie? Yeah, listen, I was playing around with it yesterday. I could literally open it up and have tickets in my hand in less than five minutes. And Especially you can, and you just, and you, you, can, you can do it from your phone. You can do it from your phone, and then you don't have to get paper. You just do the barcode scan. And we know that nobody, there. nobody likes carrying the actual ticket anymore. No. So you, and you could just. You know, as long as you're fo- you have your phone with you when you go to the stadium or the arena or wherever you're going, just open it up, they scan it, and you're in. But yeah, they've got uh, and you thunder up. They search multiple ticket sites. There's uh, plenty of tickets for the OU football game as well. They grade every ticket. Uh, Eddie is not a concert guy, so I'm sure he like what concert would it even show you? I'm curious. Mm. Like, just go to concerts. Tell me what the first. Oh, God. My first one is Ed Sheeran in Snow Patrol. <laughs> Josh, knows Where? Josh knows all about Snow Patrol. That was probably I, his heyday. I think, say, I would totally check Snow Patrol. I don't need Ed Sheeran in my world, but I, I'll, I can totally do Snow Patrol. The top one for me is Mercy Me. A little Christian rock. What the hell? What is this based off of? 
I yeah, promise. Yeah, I've also got Ed, Ed Sheeran with Snow Patrol, and then my I, next. I mean, Elton I do John. love Snow Patrol. I mean, uh, Chasing Cars was that their big big yeah, hit? Yeah, two thousand seven. Yep, yep. They had Run and um, oh, was Chocolate a big hit? Yeah, I like the song. Uh, Chocolate wasn't a big hit, but I know the Reindeer something album. That was a good album. Mm-hmm. And then I've got uh, New Kids on the Block with Salt and Pepper. Naughty Ooh. by Nature. Wow, this is a weird show. 90s. Uh, but it also has Debbie Gibson. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm... And then Justin Timberlake's coming to Chesapeake uh, January 26th. Maybe Baker will be back. So yeah, you can get all your concerts on the SeatGeek app. It shows you what's coming, uh, what the best seats are. Uh, it grades every ticket based on, on value. Shows you, you know, is this a good deal or not. So yeah, go to SeatGeek. Uh, go to SeatGeek.com. Or go download the app. The app's fantastic. Like I said, we just walked you through it. Gives you all kinds of info, sporting events. Uh, and enter your promo code SCOOP, S-C-O-O-P, and get 20 bucks off your first Seat Geek purchase. Seat Geek, life's an event, and we have the tickets. Okay, so one thing we haven't talked about much, Kyler Murray is at four out of seven now, Big 12 Player of the Week awards, four out of nine, or five out of nine. Anyway, Kyler Murray was the Big 12 Player of the Week again. It was his fourth. It's, it's it, was, it tied Baker Mayfield for the regular season school it's record. four out of eight. It'd four be out of eight. Seven in a bye week, so eight. Okay. There, there, there would be eight. So he's won half the damn Big 12 Player of the Year awards. Yeah. That's amazing. He has. That's a fact. With Will Greer, everybody's Heisman favorite in the conference. Um, we talked about it during the postgame podcast. The Heisman Trophy is a two-horse race right now. It's between Tua and Kyler Murray. And that's insane. At what point does Tua never having to play in the second half come into play? Uh, I mean, he's going to have to LSU-Auburn championship game. He's going to have his moments yeah, to show. I guess you're right. No, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, I'll maybe. Pretty goddamn good. <laughs> well, yeah. If he goes in there and torches LSU's defense, okay, oh, cool. Boy. Like, you're you're the man. You you get it. That's fine. That's a really good defense. But have we accurately given Kyler Murray and the offense enough credit for scoring 52 on TCU? No, and they made Probably it. Probably not. And they slowed it down. Seven minutes. Ran the ball. 21-second drive. Probably and they didn't not. even have a healthy Marquise Brown for almost that entire game. No. Yeah. And nice call, Josh. The emergence of uh, Kennedy Brooks is official. And I think, guys, I think he's going to have to be the workhorse this week against K-State. That's the other thing. I don't think Trey Sermon's coming back yeah. this week. And, and Lincoln in his press conference Monday, it, it, you're kind of reading like how to judge Lincoln Riley and when he says things. Yes. And, mm-hmm. uh, the way that he, he talked about you know, Trey Sermon on Monday, basically saying, I don't have anything new for you. Then, like, there's no hope. There's no, uh, there's nothing bad. There's no dread. It's just like, you can tell he's not close. And even on the, tel- on the uh, teleconference, said, I wouldn't know anything at, like, many days minimum. There's like, just stop, don't even ask this week. I won't know anything what to tell you yet. You know what's crazy? Kennedy Brooks has... 98 less rushing yards than Trey Sermon this year. I know. It's crazy. That's insane. He's got less than half the carries. 
He's, so who picks up the slack? Is, is Who's going to be the other guy? Is it Pledger or Sutton? I think it'll be Sutton. Unfortunately, I mean, I would I, I would hope that what they that this game would serve as a battle for the number two spot between like give Pledger and Sutton an equal number of opportunities behind. By the way, Pledger's not had a snap the last two games. In any capacity, not in special teams, nothing, either. nothing. And Bob, is he already gone? He's gone past yep. his four because he? he played the first five games, but he has not played the last two. I don't so know why? Why in the world would you even mess with it? I don't know if there's a oh, message. Wait, no, oh, he played sent. the four. Well, he's clean then. He played the first five games. First five. Okay, yes. I thought I heard. I thought I heard you say four. Yeah, because okay. you're doing the freshman track. Right? Yeah, and he hasn't played the last two at all. I don't know if there's some message being sent to him or if it's just the there way the been, game is there working hasn't been out. Any moments for him to get snaps. Into TCU, he could have come in. They sent Sutton in. I guess so. Of course, Sutton got hurt too. And so maybe they're just kind of like trying to keep him involved and giving him. Because there haven't been a lot of opportunities, like Eddie said, for backup reps. Right. So maybe they're just trying to get Sutton healthy again. And But I mean, it, well, look. It, his red shirt is burnt. They're going to need to play him some this week. Yeah. Well, and it makes you wonder if, I mean, like, if they're just not comfortable with Sutton and Pledger, because who did they start sticking in the backfield last week? Marquise Brown. Like, I get the idea, like, we just want to get the ball in his hands. Like, I, I certainly understand. I think it's a great idea. But at the same time, like, You've got to know there's only so much wear and tear that guy can take. Like, you don't want him fielding the ball with linebackers near him. Like, a corner, okay. Like, that's fine. But you can't have that dude taking a lot of big hits because he's just not going to live in that world. Well, and he didn't on Saturday. Yeah. I mean, I, and like that's not even to say, like, see, I told you. It just, I mean, it just, the numbers add up. It's the same thing we talked about with Kyler in the preseason. Like, OU has to be careful when they, when they call runs for him because he just, he's not going to be able to do that 25 times a game. But, I mean, overall, I mean, I think we're seeing more out of CeeDee Lamb, which is good. I think you're, you're starting to see him progress a little bit more. Uh, you know, it was interesting. They ran a fourth in, uh, fourth down play, and it was like two yards, I think, and they were in TCU territory, and it was a slant to CeeDee Lamb. I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, that showed a lot of trust in him. Yeah, he's getting to the point where if you throw it in his vicinity, he's usually coming down yeah. with it. Like, he's becoming a – that's a good point. He's becoming a dominant receiver, a, a go-to receiver, mm-hmm. if you will. A guy that – you know, Marquise Brown is great, obviously, but I don't know if if it's fourth and five, I I don't know if you would throw – I obviously, you could throw the ball to him and make – try and let him do something in space, but I would almost feel more comfortable, and especially if you have – it's a little bit of a reverse of what we've seen with OU and uh, big wide receivers – defensively as opposed to you can throw him out there and he can use his body to go get it. Yeah. Well, if it's tight coverage, I'd rather the ball be the CD just because he'll use his body. Like, he he's so good about getting himself between people, the ball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he's really uh, – he's kind of taken that role that I, I don't know that OU had that guy last year, but kind of like Geno Lewis was a couple years ago where just on third down it just seemed like Baker would find him. Like, I'm going to get the ball to Geno. He'll get where we need to be. He'll sit down for the first down. It, it may not be explosive, but I know we'll keep moving the chain. And that kind of seems like Lamb on third down has kind of become that guy. Yeah, because it was Geno and Nick Basquin a couple years mm-hmm. ago, and then it did seem to sort of go away. We are sort of looking 
who would be that slot guy who would fill that that role turns out it's just going to be lamb yep it, it's unique in that the offensive line is playing they they do continually get better every week it's it's really impressive to watch to see the way that they are this is who we thought they were yeah and but they're they are dominating the opposition right now and you know, that's a that's a pretty good tcu defensive line that they just laid waste to yeah they made them look like a bunch of bitches yeah yeah their defensive ends were not a factor i mean there were there were some holes that were just humongous but me, I, was I don't know what I don't know what test Cody Ford's going to take that he can't pass at this point because if he can handle a speed guy like Banigou, what question do you have? Yeah, like Banigou was lined up so far off the line of scrimmage, like not backwards but sideways. Like I don't mm. know if that sh- if if that really showed on TV, but he was literally like seven yards outside the probably the five five gap. He's playing a thirteen technique. It was ridiculous. <laughs> which is which is why Cody got that penalty because he, yeah, because he was standing right. So, he was standing straight up. I mean, he was he wasn't even pretending to be in a stance, and he just happened to be a little too far back. But no, the offensive line, I'm, they deserve all the credit in the world. They're they're playing fantastic. And the other thing is, like, I think Ben Powers is now finally healthy. I don't think he was healthy for a long time. I don't think the entire season he's been healthy. And you know what you don't see anymore? You don't see uh, Drew Samia just having a bad play here or there anymore. I I thought that was his best game easily. He had a block, and I, I highlighted it in The Idiot, uh, in the fourth quarter where they went with a zone scheme, and TCU runs like a stunt, and Banigou kind of peels off of uh, Cody Ford, and he's going to pick up Kennedy Brooks in the lane. It was going to be a short gain. And Samia comes off his block, picks up Banigou, buries him, and Brooks goes for about 15 yards. Like he was, so he washed the defensive tackle down, came off of him, left him to Ford, and then picked up Banigou. Like it was a great play. It, it was it was really really impressive. Uh, all right. Um, I tell you what. Let's do this uh, as we're talking about the offensive line, uh, defensive line. Uh, let's get to our Coop's Elwork uh, player to watch this week. To the fridge, grab yourself a native amber, an F5 IPA, or any of the great Coop Ale Works beers because it's time to make a toast to this week's player to watch. All right, so Kansas State coming up on Saturday on Owen Field. I think an OSU fan asked me, why do we never refer to the stadium and always the field? It's because Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium is a mouthful. It really is. It's and terrible. nobody's going to put Gotham's in their Gotham's in their article. You know what else is a mouthful? We haven't had oh a boy. censor on this show. I'm scared. Yet. Oh, yeah. boy. No, I'm just kidding. I don't okay. have anything. Uh, okay, so player to watch this week. Uh, let's start with uh, let's start with Bob. Give Bob some love. Let him start out. <laughs> You're gonna regret that. I'm going Carson Meyer. I was oh, just God. gonna say, like I can't believe we haven't talked about Carson. Carson Meyer. Meyer. I'm going Carson. Carson Meyer and Lee Morris have both provided a legitimate third option to go with Brown and Lamb and. Meyer, I get you just get in more involved, more comfortable as receiver. The work that Shane Beamer put with them, you know, what's weird. Paid it's weird. It's off. Like fullbacks have kind of had a, and tight ends have had 
kind of an impact. Remember when Gronkowski had the uh, the RPO long touchdown in the game that OU lost? Yes. Uh, Aaron Ripkowski has had some big moments in this game over the years. Flowers has played well. Flowers. So yeah, I'm I'm I think Meyer. It won't be like spectacular. It might be like three three catches, but one like one of them to touchdown. But they, I mean, they're incorporating him more in the offense. Yes, they like, are. He, when he goes out on the field, it's no longer just in jumbo packages. Like he started the game, didn't he? Yeah, he started. I think he started a lot on the of the offense. games. Yeah, he started a lot of the games this season. Uh, Josh, Eddie looks like he's thinking. No, I have one. It's oh, going to be a, kind of a flyer, though. I don't know how how confident I feel in it. Uh, I'll just go ahead and throw it out there. Depending on uh, Marquise Brown's injury situation, yeah. Charleston Rambo will record his first collegiate reception on Saturday. Ooh, I like it. How about that? I noticed he played he's in the getting, first quarter. He's been getting some runs. More yeah. and more. Yeah, he's been not, getting in there more and more. Not just mop-up mop duty. He's actually played in the first quarter. Might be something to ask Lincoln about tonight. Just as far as where, where they see him? Yeah, if he's making some progress. It seems like he is. Uh, we'll see though. We'll go with Charleston. Or Rainbow, could you say, a, well, like AD that. Miller lost so, his helmet. That's a flyer. I AD. saw. It, I texted you guys on Saturday before the game. I saw AD Miller warming up, and I literally had forgotten he was on the team. He existed. Yeah, I, I saw he was him on the field after the game. I was like, uh, there's the guy that everybody thinks good because their DBs suck in practice, probably. That was always the thing. Like AD Miller, big is physical he really, guy. Like they're always talking him up. Are they talking him up because he's a big physical guy and that's what OU defensive backs can't handle? And he just shows out and practice all the time because of that? Okay, Josh, your Coop L Works player to watch. Well, I'm going to stick with uh, Eddie in the uh, the 2017 class. I'm going to go with Robert Barnes. I thought he had Ooh. some good moments against TCU, but with the way Kansas State's going to run at Oklahoma, the safeties are going to have to play well, and him being kind of the inexperienced one of the two – I think they'll probably try and do some things to try and confuse him. And if he can, again, like I, I thought against TCU, he showed some signs of really maybe being a guy that can help Oklahoma. So if he can step into that role, and plus with his size and being able to come up and play run, he could be a really big impact guy that maybe could change the way things look from what everybody remembers from the Army game. And we, I actually put that on the board this morning. Barnes is fired up about this type of offense. Yeah, and you know, I hate to say this because we all really like him, but this is not a game for Justin Broyles. No. He is not. He should not really see the field much in this game. Is it a game for Buki? No. How are they going to use him? God. I mean, to me, he's a he'd be a great free safety. But so would Trey Brown. Well, I mean, you're talking about your should-be two starting corners, but, yeah. you know. I'm just saying, guys that could be sure, center fielders. Sure. You're living in the world we live in and not my alternate fantasy. I got you. It's fine. Um, I'm going to go on the same line of thinking that Josh is. OU needs a guy to step up to be a physical force. I'm going to go with Neville Gallimore. It seems like he is kind of mentioned in this spot almost every week. Yeah, he, start, he I thought he played okay on Saturday. Yeah. He did. No, he played better than okay. He was good. Yeah. Like, he... He was submarine and guys. I mean, their run game couldn't get going, and it was because of Neville Gallimore. And well, he's going to need to do that They need him again. to come along. He, was, he just narrowly missed a couple of sacks. Like, I mean, he was right in Robinson's face a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, he was killing their center. Get him. Yeah. That center had a long day. So, as good as their offensive line is, they're going to have to set it. Because 
I thought Neville had a terrible game against Navy, had a terrible game against Texas. He's going to have to set the tone in this thing for me. If they want to if they want to bring the physicality like they they're going to have to bring it to to uh, they're going to win regardless, I think, but Wait, you just said it's the toughest game left on the schedule. One of, yeah. I I still believe that. I mean, Lubbock's no treat, and Morgantown's no treat, but this is a different type of test. Depending on what, and it's a little unfair. If I had to pick right now, I might pick Tech to beat OU. I just I I can't. Bowman's I, coming I, I back this week. He he played last week. He threw for like four hundred fifty. Or yards. traveling. I mean, they're letting him travel. Oh, now. okay. Uh, I I just I I still don't trust the secondary. I mean, there were throws no. and Josh brought it up earlier. Oh my god, Tech. Michael I mean, Collins, with Basher and uh, who's the other kid that they've got the big kid? They they had guys wide open on Saturday and they just missed them. Yeah, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have OU's to. Oh, he's gonna a have a stops. lot of trouble. That will be with the definition of one of those games that you get two or three stops, and you should be okay. Got, it's like two straight weeks of really bad matchups for this defense. Well, Tech has I, uh, <laughs> Iowa State this weekend. That I mean, they're traveling to Ames, yeah. And, yeah, that'll be a nice one. By the way, I want to remind you guys, uh, Coop Works, they're all over uh, Oklahoma. Go to coopaleworks.com, uh, and they have a, a tracker to show you exactly where you can get their beers, what restaurants carry Coop Works. Uh, I know the Thunder game, they're selling spare rib and F5 IPAs now. Uh, it, in one of the sections, uh, you have to go check their uh, their Twitter handle to find out exactly what that section is. Uh, but they've been around for nine years here in Oklahoma City, local craft brewery. Uh, they've got seven year round beers uh, and four seasonals. Oktoberfest is fantastic. Uh, uh, go try the spare rib, the native amber. Uh, Eddie and I certainly have our favorites. We talk about a lot and appreciate you guys that are out there, kind of retweeting or tweeting out while you're enjoying your Coupel works and. We try and retweet those all the time. We had someone drinking, uh, Leslie was drinking a, a horny toad before the TCU game, so that was pretty cool. Tweeted out the pick. So thanks to Coupel Works for being a great sponsor, both the uh, Unofficial 40 and the Post Game Podcast. Okay, um, we talked about Spencer Radler to open the show. Anything else out there uh, you guys want to hit on in the recruiting world? Josh, no. You got a home game this weekend? No, no official visitors? That's that's what I have. I have not Same done here. anything that Same tells here. me otherwise. So, I, I mean, there'll be – it sounds, Bob, more and more – I know you're hearing the same thing because we've talked about it. It sounds like Oklahoma State is just going to be, like, the yep. moment. that That's when anybody they're still interested in, anybody they're still involved with, those guys are coming in then. And that that's kind of um, – I guess that leads me. I'm actually kind of uh, had had a conversation this morning with Oklahoma's new offensive tackle offer, uh, Myron Cunningham, um, JUCO guy that kind of almost seems to be at odds with some of the news, you know, that we had, I guess, heard, expected, whatever you want to say from Finley Felix. Um, uh, he, he's told me OU's been in contact with him for quite a while, so this wasn't some rash thing where you know OU just saw him and liked him. They went ahead and went in the day after Texas offered him on, I guess that would have been Monday. So there's some movement there. Um, I think you're about to see things get interesting again. I mean, I think that's been, you're starting to see that's what Lincoln Riley's MO is. During the season, recruiting is still a focus. He's a recruiting head coach. He thinks about it. That That is definitely part of it. But I think it's the other eight months of the year when they're really zeroed in on that. 
and they pick their battles kind of during the season. It sounds like Bedlam's going to be one of those key points. What What's interesting there is talking with Jack Bridges last Friday night, and we'll talk about tri- about Trajan's game too, is they're under the assumption Bedlam is a night game. They already think it, like... It already has been scheduled, hasn't it? No, no. no. And if OSU loses to Texas, <sighs> how in the world is that a night game? Yeah, Oklahoma State's not helping OU on it, this front. It really feels like they thought this would be a guaranteed primetime showcase. Could Lincoln Riley just refuse to, to start the game until 7 <laughs> o'clock, regardless of what the TV cameras want to show or not? Like, That'd be so it, awesome. It'd be po- would it be possible just to tell everybody it's a 7 o'clock game? Uh, while ABC and ESPN <laughs> or Fox are, are running promos all week, watch the Sooners and Cowboys at 11 a.m. I would imagine there's some type of uh, fine that could be levied if that were to happen, but it would be <laughs> Can't awesome. you just, like, it, it feels like, like a diehard episode, like Lincoln Riley's back there messing with wiring, trying to, like, just mess up. Like, we can't possibly broadcast in these situations. We're going to have to push to seven. Because... What uh, Jack was telling me is Trajan plays Friday night, so they weren't going to get the 48 hours anyway, but they're going to leave immediately after that game for their official visit. And I do think that's the weekend that they've circled to make it the big one. And I, it felt like a guaranteed night game when the schedule first came out because you thought, oh, that Cowboys wouldn't fall off that much. But if they lose to Texas, you're looking that that could be like a five-loss team. Spencer Rattler, Rattler will have time to drive as many days as he needs to. to get he hasn't out. made an official, by the way. Oh, so, he hasn't? I thought he had made his official. Okay. Rattler could be one of those guys coming in for Bedlam. Obviously, no excuse now to not, not come in. But if they can get Marcus Stripling, Wegbo, they can get a couple of those guys, those targets, instead of just the commits, then Bedlam will be well worth it. Want to talk about Bridges' game? Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoyed going out and seeing him play. Um, by the way, if you haven't seen it, we do have uh, – Eddie has his full highlights. They're fantastic highlights. Uh, we've got a photo gallery that Bob helped me with a little bit. Um, so there's lots of coverage of the Trajan Bridges if you missed it during the week. Uh, but just a, a really impressive game. By I mean, we picked the game to go to. He had the best weekend of any of the, the Sooner commitments. Yeah, he played really well. Team didn't win. I think the I think the the Kenny Stills comparisons on the border, maybe it's because he's a light skinned kid, but <laughs> no, it's no, true. Seriously, he, no, no, he no, looks no. like Kenny. Go, he's got the light yeah. skin, and he used to have the hair. He doesn't have the hair this season, where the little blonde. He's so, longer than Kenny, but that's what everyone longer, gravitates he, toward. He reminds me a lot of Kenny. Yeah, I can see just that the way that he kind of carries himself, the way that he runs. I think he it's it's very comparable. Kenny was. To me, he was deceptively fast. He was more of a short strider. Uh, I mean, there was a play where Bridges got caught from behind uh, when he reversed field yes. and broke it down the middle. Yeah, he was exhausted. Yeah, I mean, he was doing everything. Third quarter, yes. Uh, he was playing defense, too. I mean, he had an interception in the end zone. And it, it was funny because, like, he didn't play defense a lot, but whenever they brought him in, he made something happen. And yeah. then he's returning all the punts and kicks and... Even though they won't ever let him catch a kickoff, it was kind of weird. That was really weird. His teammate, <laughs> I, I don't. There's no video like, of this, Josh, but his teammate you, would Trajan, like you get it, you get it cut all the time. in front of him. He would cut in front of him. So not only does Trajan not get it, but now you don't have a blocker yeah. because you've taken that away by cutting him at the very last second. It was really weird. But 
Bridge has probably accounted for more than 400 yards when you add in return yards, in it, the interception return yards, the rushing, the receiving. He had four touchdowns. He had interception on Played quarterback. defense. Did just about everything that they could. Fell a little short, 38, 35, and that's actually why the biggest reason I picked that game is as good as Bridges is, I'm Hebron, I'm not seeing them make a deep playoff run. I thought this might be our last last chance. The, I just uh, want to say screw you guys real real quickly. Screw you get they're giving him. You go and watch this game and he goes absolutely bananas. And you're just hanging out. It's a nice, cool evening no, in Dallas. No, no, it wasn't. It was terrible. Eddie was. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Let's not forget what you rode to the game in. <laughs> I rented from National like a Kia, whatever. Nobody's and forcing you it to was live about, in Houston, it, Josh. It just about fit my shoulders inside of it. Rode four hours, sat through two hours of rain delay. And got poured on through the entire game. And he did. I mean, he had a nice night the night I was there. But you guys literally saw the whole Trajan Bridges show. So it was fun. Again, screw you all. We stuck it out. It was, we got there around six and then we're like, man, do we even want to be here? And the answer is no. (laughs) Exactly. It was, it was terrible. Like, it wasn't like pouring rain, but it was just annoying. It was annoying (laughs) rain and I didn't have a raincoat. Eddie was, I think, the only one that had rain gear and and Bob and I are just standing out there in our regular clothes And, and. after the first quarter, we're like, oh, what the hell were we thinking? He hadn't done anything. He had dropped a pass. Eddie uh, and I had decided <laughs> we're leaving at halftime at that point. <laughs> and then he just turned it on. So And then it stopped. It started sprinkling, and then at about halftime, it stopped raining completely. But by halftime, you're right. He had yeah. done a whole bunch in that second quarter. Yeah. Hey, uh, Josh, you got anywhere that you're going this uh, weekend? Yeah, I know on Friday I'm going to go over and see uh, Alec Bryant, the uh, edge Ooh, offer, okay. uh, defensive end guy in the 2020 class. Uh, he's going to go against Reuben Fothery, the 2021 offensive tackle offer that's really uh, one of the – got a chance to be a, a possible five-star kind of guy. So good to see them head up a little bit. Thursday I'm going to go somewhere because I've just had two straight weeks due to one weekend was Tiffany's birthday and the next weekend it was just horseshit luck. Um, but this, this weekend, I'm going to go somewhere Thursday. I don't know where yet, but I'm going to, uh, I'll find something useful to go check out. I'd be in, uh, very curious to see what you, uh, find out with Brian, because that seems to be one of those fringe guys. Is he a take? Is he a wait and see type of guy? My impression right now is that he's probably a little bit like, I think if he tried to commit, oh, you would probably take him. But I don't think they're pushing him that hard right now. I think they want to see how he develops. I think they'd like to get him to a camp, maybe you know, show up at OU's you know Houston Satellite next summer, whatever the case may be. I think they'd like a little bit more of a look. They're definitely interested, but my impression is that there is some differing opinions. I think fans always assume once an offer goes out, well, everybody on staff's on board. Well, that's not always the way it works. There, there's usually. Like maybe his position coach likes him a lot, but the coordinator's not as sold. Or you know, or the area guy likes him a lot, but the position coach isn't sold. So there, there's a lot of conversations that have to go into that as everybody kind of figures out where do we really see this guy. I would imagine, too, on the defensive side of the ball right now that a lot of those questions don't have answers because you don't know which way you're going as far as uh, you know staff members, coaching staff members uh, that will be around in 2019. 
Well, you almost wonder if that makes it easy for Oklahoma to beat, like with a guy like that. That I mean, Alec Bryant's been very open that Oklahoma is his leader. It's his favorite school. He really likes them. He loved it when he went up for OU Texas. Um, but at the same time, like OU can almost use their own problem as an advantage. Like, hey, you know, I, we understand. Like almost before he can say anything, we understand you don't want to rush. We we know our situation's a little complicated right now. You know, we're going to be there with you. They can almost nip it in the bud before it actually gets down the road to where they'd have to make a choice on, you know, where they see him. Well, and that's interesting, too, because, I, you know, I almost have, I was thinking about this the other day, like, I almost have to think, like, that Lincoln Riley has an idea or is starting, has to form an idea of what he wants to do defensively, who he wants to bring in, who he could bring in. Because at some point, you have to sit down and evaluate your roster and say, what else do we need? What, what don't we have? What, 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 what do we need to go after? What do we need to maybe throw a flyer towards? Because, I mean, everybody knows they need more rush-ins in the program. There's, I mean, that's the one thing that is easy to say. What, regardless if you're running 4 3, three four, whatever, 5-2-5 or 5-2. I mean, you need rush-ins. 5-2-5. 5-2-5 would be, be yeah. <laughs> I was thinking four two five. Uh, inventive, five, <laughs> innovative. The Oklahoma front is what very five innovative, but illegal. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I think Deshaun White is going to fit in in pretty much any any defense. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's a the, you, do you need outside linebackers with what you're going to do next year? I mean, it's just it seems like it's going to be very complicated eventually for Lincoln, or not. Josh, are you there? Did you, did, did you mute yourself? No, I'm here. I I never know. Like I feel like you want your moment. You, you just wanted to enjoy it. I didn't want to add in. I, no, I don't mean that crap. Like I, I just thought that was. I thought you were fine. Well, I didn't think you're you the recruiting any expert. I'm I'm trying to throw it to you. Right. That's I'm trying to figure out. Have you gotten a, a feel yet, Diaco? What he's doing or what they're trying to tell these kids? A lot of their top targets are actually some of the guys. That have been the toughest to get to get in touch with, so it's a little irritating in that regard. It it absolutely is, Bob. This has been a weird year where I feel like I'm constantly scrambling a little bit because it just some classes you really have a great. It, it, what's the funniest part about it is usually it's the top rated guys that I really have to you know like because they just have so many people coming at them. It's harder to develop those relationships. I can hit Theo Weiss up any time, and Theo's going to get back to me. And I know he's, you know, the same for you, Bob. Like, he's just really good at communication. Uh, EJ, you know, Trajan, all those guys, they'll get back to me anytime. Even Spencer, you know, a kid that I've ne literally never met, is pretty good about getting back to me when I need something. It's the random guys. Like, Jonathan Perkins can be tough to contact. Like, I mean, there, there's weird things. And with Perkins... That's kind of the guy that you would expect, okay, maybe he's had some contact with Diaco, maybe maybe there's something there. But I can say in talking to recruits, I've not heard his name come up once. Like it and it, that doesn't mean anything because like I said, a lot of the guys that I feel like would have something to say, I haven't had a chance to talk with. So I, I don't know how to gauge that yet, but of the guys I've talked to, I've never come out and been like, well, what do you think of Bob Diaco? Because I really want it to be something where they're not just answering something because I've asked. I want them to be able to tell me, you know, I, I thought, you know, he, he reached out to me last week and I thought it was an interesting conversation rather than, 
what do you think about Bianca? Well, he's interesting. Like, I, I want it to be more natural. So, I don't know. We'll see. But I, so far, no feedback on the Diaco world. Diaco world? That's a weird thing to say. Well, everything about Diaco apparently is weird. So, I don't think. I just want the weird. pasta. I've heard he's he's got a great pasta dish. I'm interested. I'm I'm here for it. Goddamn saint! You guys better watch your mouths. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Eddie, has he been too. given the lifetime? What lifetime is contract? He on lifetime? Not yet. Okay. 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 Not the channel, although maybe he feels that's a good way to market. I don't know. Well, our cool. our last podcast guest is definitely a Diaco fan. Jared's like in love with him. He is a handsome man. I, yeah, I mean, he, he's definitely not a guy that you would feel bad about representing your university. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna look good on camera. Uh, speaking of our last podcast, uh, you know, we haven't done this in a long time. It used to be kind of an early staple of our podcast, the ratings and reviews. Um, and I've gotten a lot of feedback. There was a woman that was upset with us about the last podcast, uh, because it was a little, I'll admit it was a little blue. It was a little, uh, little, little guy talk more than usual. Probably that's Jared's fault completely. And Eddie's. Uh, talk about stomachs. Actually, Eddie's not Eddie's bad, but like when you get he and Jared together, it's just it unleashes the storm. Now, to be fair, who brought those two elements together? Mm. You knew you blaming me well. for the electricity <laughs> no, I, that happens between you knew no, what Jared you knew for what they said. You know both parties well. You knew where that. Yeah, was I was. I might have been. I may have been the guy in the corner. Poking with a stick. <laughs> so uh, I I knew like there was going to be in the cum line and poking <laughs> people with sticks. Uh, I knew that there was going to be a little bit of blowback on the ratings and reviews. We got our first two star rating on the po- on the post game podcast. Outstanding. Which I really appreciate this dude too because a lot of people are just cowards when they do that and they won't leave a review and tell you why they voted you know a a one star or two star. Uh, Bill, and the other thing I like is you can look and see who th- wh- who else these people have rated on iTunes, so you get a little snap, a little snapshot into who they are. So, Billowegian, Billowegian, Billa WJN gave us two stars. This is for the post game podcast. Bill WJN, that's Bill WJN, I believe so. Okay. Actually, would you like me to say this and read you some some nice ones that we've gotten recently? No, I don't really want to hear the bad ones. Okay. So, Billa, Billa WJN, two-star rating. This needs to have an E for explicit. There's a lot of cussing. Oh, no. F and S words. Oh, not the I S word. I believe about the F words. Also, sexual innuendos are used throughout. They're all funny. Moreover... They admit to drinking alcohol during their podcast. Oh, no. (laughs) Could be an excellent podcast with the access they have to the OU program. Unfortunately, they act like high schoolers, despite many of them being age 40 plus. Many? Yeah, many. One. One's 40 plus on that entire podcast. I mean, I'm knocking on the door. I'll give you, but. Is that that it? Yes, that's 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 what he said? Yes. That's all right. Bill at hey, WJN. Hey, Bill. F- yourself. 
Bill's not our people. That's okay. Like he doesn't have to be. That's just not like you know what, none though? of the complaints you he raised. Though, I was like, yeah, we should work on that. You know what though, Josh? He's gonna download this one. And he's gonna listen. Well, he just become a star. He's a iTunes reviewing star now. He's also reviewed. He's given four stars to Discover Mobile. Uh, he's given five stars to Louder with Crowder. What is that? What? Uh, News and Politics podcast. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, no. I'm, let me go to Louder with Crowder. See if it's I think say, I got a funny feeling I know which way that's coming out. Very conservative. Yeah, there's no mm-hmm. way this guy's liberal. Um, but here's my favorite. He gave five stars. Maybe he'll pray for me. Reasonable Faith Podcast. Oh, my God. I can't get it to pull up. They've probably blocked me already. Then there's some other stuff, but... Well, that's okay. All right. He did give uh, the GIFX app one star, so there's actually one thing out there he's given a worse rating than us. But, yeah, if you want to... uh, The Unofficial 40 uh, podcast... On iTunes and the Eskridge Lexus post game podcast. Make sure you subscribe to both of those. Like this afternoon, as soon as we upload this to our host, if you're a subscriber, you'll be able to get this podcast faster than everybody else. So, can you imagine yeah, living sure. in a world and like that guy lives in? Right? Yeah, he's so triggered now. Where he, people don't curse F and, S. and people drink. Oh my God. Yeah, I thought that I thought the F and S was a legit complaint. We're not drinking and driving. But do you know what I took away from there's that? There's no FCC for the for podcasting. Do you know what I took away from that? Carrie just needs to let the F's fly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people because know what we're saying. It clearly makes no difference to him. If you're going to criticize the, the S's, yep. then then yeah. might as well just leave the F's. See, you're, I mean, you're trying to same. start if, a if board revolt. If the revolt is the right same now. as the word, then just let the word be. You're trying to start a revolt, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> We don't do that many Fs. There's maybe two or three a pod. Maybe. I, I think I said three on the post game. This maybe. might be a little harsh, but yeah, I Yeah, we were a little I hope Bill's that, not that one got a little children. out of hand. I hope Bill's not raising children. Because those kids will get made fun of. <laughs> and I hope not. I hope that doesn't happen, but Yeah, you do. I do. I kinda do. Um so Kansas State coming up this weekend. Uh, we'll have the post game show out on Saturday. There was one. There was some bitching I wanted to address uh, on one of the reviews as well. Uh, someone complained that um, that we they wanted the post the post game podcast at, podcast out faster. It's just that's not realistic. There's some things that I think that we could do better. I honestly don't think that that's that not been an issue. That, we've gotten that out pretty quickly. We've got. Well, he gave us five stars, but he said yeah. lose the post game name or put it out earlier. Eskridge Game Review Sunday Edition or something. The podcast is great. Look, I you know we drove all the way back from Fort Worth to record the podcast Saturday night. It was up by noon on Sunday. It needed a little bit of editing and. Carrie kind of needed some sleep. Um, but generally, when we're at home, they're going up late Saturday night. Because we're not recording them until... We can't record them right after the game is over. We have to write stories. We have to do interviews. I have to do a radio show. I don't think people realize, after the game, it's one hour of press conference and interviews. Yeah. 
it's a long time before you even can get a chance to do anything. Yeah, you can't think of this like you think of like, you know, regular sports radio or the sports animal franchise, whatever. There's no immediate post-game show. Like, uh, I know it's the sports animal, like Alan Jim, they're headed to the post-game show before the game even exactly. ends. Exactly. They're not there So for they can be on the air right when it right. ends. Like, they're not going to interviews. They're not going to the press conference. Uh, that's stuff we have to do, and Bob has to write stories, Ed, uh, Eddie has to edit video, I have to do my post-game show. And then when all that's done with, like three hours after the game ends, four hours after the game, then we start our podcast. Right. That's just the way it's going to work. So when so. You, you look at Saturday, 2.30 game, we'll probably start recording around 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. And that that's okay. And it will probably be up at like 2 in the morning, so... It'll be there for you on Saturday morning, so or Sunday morning. So anyway, uh, guys, uh, Josh, any unofficial business that you want to hit before we get out of here? No, I, I actually think we've covered a lot of it. I, I feel like I talk too much in this pod, so I should just lock myself it's, down. It's Rattler, man. Oh, man. Big Got Crimson to. TX is going to be fired up about this. Yeah, there, there was a lot of Josh in this one. Sorry for the, the people out there who need less Josh. You don't have any updates for uh, Big Crim on like a 2024 prospect from... He, look, you know, he just wants I'm not going to bag on him because, A, he just wants to talk recruiting. We know I would do that all day. But I, I also understand, and, and I hope he can understand, that's that's just not going to appeal to the point that we can get sponsors and we can do all this cool stuff that we can do and we can spend, what, four hours a week just recording ourselves talking. Like, that doesn't work if it's just me and Bob talking about recruiting. That's just not possible. So oh, I, we've got I, I to say that in, in jest. I would hope that he thinks that's funny and make it more appealing. <laughs> if he doesn't, it's okay too. I don't think Big Grim has the. I don't think he appreciates our brand of humor. That's fine. No, it's not for everybody. It's not. It's just that's for most cool. people. I think it's funny and and we. I like. I like. I told him this yesterday. I wouldn't bother if I didn't care about him. If I didn't care about him, I wouldn't bother responding to him or going back and forth. I mean. Now, when he started up a, the crap on a whole different thread, I left it alone. I wasn't going to get into it again. I think people always misunderstand that. If like, if you come, if if you come to me and you're you know like nice, like Duff, these are my problems. This is what it's about. I'll always answer you in the same tone. But if you come like snotty, don't get surprised when I answer you similarly. Like, yeah, it, when you say I can't wait to listen to another advertised filled podcast that you put out next week, then I'm going to be a jerk back. Like yeah, like three ads. Because I mean, and I know people are like, well, we're the customers, and they're right, they are, and that's cool, that's fine. But at the same time, this is the place where other customers come to congregate. So like you sitting there and being like, well, this is bad, I don't like this. You can't pay. Well, you can't be. You, t- paying ten dollars a month doesn't give you the right to disrupt the entire community. Well, yeah, like you don't get to walk into like. I always use this when you can't walk into a business, whether it's McDonald's or any, you know, store or whatever it is. And to be like, this place sucks. No, they're going to send you out the door. Like that, that's, that's the way that goes. You have a right to voice an opinion on our board. And I feel like we're pretty lenient compared to most sites I know of. But at the same time, like at at a point we got to be like, that's enough. Like you, you you, want to talk about it privately. We can go on and on. Send me a private message. You can curse me up and down. I just like sending people to chili. You really do. You're, you're yeah. You're almost Thor-like. You have to admit with your this, though. Humor. I send people to chili and they piss me off, 
But I'm really good about two days later just saying, okay, you're back. You are definitely like once I, I like lay giving it down, people. I'm like, it's done. I like giving people back. one year bans, and then having them freak out. That wasn't <laughs> worth a year. I was like, no, it wasn't. But I like saying that you're banned for a year for at least a couple of days, and then I let them back on. Yeah. See, that's the advantage. Like people, if you get banned by Kerry, there's a chance you're going to get a reprieve. He 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 believes in parole. I am all about serving your term. So you you get it from me, all likelihood you're done. Yeah, he's not about serve. Well, I guess he did serve his term, but it's pathetic that he's already out of jail. Ray. Ray Carruth. Yep. Yeah, that is, I mean. If you want to be a true patriot, you'll go find him and kill him. <laughs> America. But I don't endorse murder or homicide, so. Yeah, you just did. I think. Your team homicide now. And I don't mean you're an investigator with the police force. All right. uh, That's going to do it for the unofficial 40. I think even Bob knows that we're done. We're out of we're out of juice. Uh, So thanks for listening. Uh, Don't forget, go sign up for the post game podcast. Just look up Oklahoma Sooners post game on iTunes, Stitcher. And I should say this too, Uh, Josh, I know you're an Android user and we've had some people that have had issues both with TuneIn and Google Play. I'm one of them. Uh, sure. Stitcher is a great app. If you're on yep. Android and even SoundCloud, uh, but I would encourage everyone if you're using Android to go with Stitcher uh, because it always updates regularly uh, for both podcasts. Uh, it's a nice app. I think you can play it one and a half times if you want to. I need to check that out. Sorry. Um, at like two times speed. But yeah, go check out Stitcher if you've had any problems with Google Play. Uh, or tune in over the last weeks with the post-game podcast. So, all right, that's going to do it for us. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Josh. Thanks to Eddie. Thanks to Bob. I am Kerry Murdoch, and we'll see you guys back here next week for another edition of the Choctaw Casino and Resorts Unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com.